With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hello, the good news is therapist Lisa Dunning is here, and we are going to be joined later in the show by another one of my favorites, Mike Opelka with The Blaze, and he is a character, this guy. I mean, he is a total Northeast conservative radio host and columnist, and he's so funny. You had me at Northeast. Oh my gosh, (laughs) he is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. When I called him last week, he said... Domino's Pizza, can you hold? And I was like, uh, and he's just kidding. Okay. <laughs> he's just a nut job. And we like talk on the weekends and record segments, and he completely doesn't have to, but we laugh so hard, oh, we do it anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, every day, pretty much, I talk to him. Once I said, I think I've talked to you more this week than my husband. He's like, don't tell him. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we constantly right. talk across the country on the phone. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's so funny. All right, Therapist Lisa, I have a couple of topics I want to talk today, and I have good news as well. I'm going to start with good news because a couple of the topics I have today really bother me. I have a an issue with false hate. And what I mean is when people pretend there's hate or they uh, uh, manufacture hate just to get people going or to try to prove their side, like, oh, did you see those racist posters all around campus? People are filled with hate. Well, on a campus, oddly enough, in Minnesota, these signs popped up, and they're super hateful. And uh, when I tell you why they were put up and what they were for and who did it, I think you'll be Mm. super shocked. Uh, I know I was. That really irritated me. A couple of other stories that I hope we have time uh, to talk about today. One involves uh, a school in North Hollywood in California. And it just seems like reverse discrimination to me. Uh, my nephew goes to a school in the Valley in uh, California, outside of Los Angeles, and it's an LA public school. And uh, he's the only redhead out of 4,000 students. Mm-hmm. So that would uh, have you guess that possibly it's uh, uh, largely not a, a white population, right. a Caucasian population, uh, predominantly Hispanic and African-American. Um, he, he loves the school. Nothing wrong with the school. But apparently the school in North Hollywood, the other one he was thinking about going to, now this was when he was in middle school, he was thinking about going to school. For a couple of years now, they've been just over 30% white. So they got a letter that says they're going to... Uh, uh, lose some of their funding because from the 70s in order to fight discrimination schools that had um, less than 30 percent white kids received more funding so now because there's just over 30 percent caucasian kids Mm -hmm. in this middle school in north hollywood they're going to have to fire some teachers and have bigger classes because they have too many white kids i'm not kidding you the letter came straight from the superintendent 
That Seriously. Is cra- and that's what it said? Yes. I'll read it to you. It's from 1978. So we'll do that okay. because I don't want to start with what isn't good news. Right. But I feel like in our politically correct world, things have gotten skewed in an odd matter. Mm-hmm. And I know that in the past, they, you know, in the 70s, maybe this was necessary in some way to make sh- sure that schools didn't segregate right. somewhat. I don't think it's necessary now, specifically in Los Angeles. I mean, some of the, I, when I was there, there were some school districts, one in particular that I was reporting on that was 97% Hispanic. Okay, I don't think you have to worry about um not having enough minorities in the school district. Mm-hmm. You don't need legislation that says if you have over 30% uh, white kids or Caucasian kids, you lose funding. It's ridiculous. Right. That needs to come off the books. I agree. Okay, so let's do our good news okay. first, shall we? <laughs> this is an 87-year-old woman. She is cute as a button, and what she really wanted at her nursing home was a visit, but she didn't just want a visit from, like, a friend or a long-lost cousin. She wanted uh, her, her favorite visitor would be George Clooney. That's a- and good taste. George Clooney, megastar, leading man. You fascinate me. And for 87-year-old Pat Adams, big-time crush. He's a charming man, isn't he? And he's a good-looking man, too. His picture sits by her bed. I wake up and there's George smiling at me. Her dream, to see him in the flesh. So when the staff at her retirement home asked for wishes, Pat wished upon a star for a star. And on Sunday, her wish came true. Flowers hand-delivered by George Clooney. The real George Clooney. The real George Clooney. And I thought, this must be a dream. George Clooney and wife Amal live just down the road. Staff sent Clooney a letter about Pat, but still no one expected him to show up unannounced. Somebody said, George Clooney's here, and I thought, oh, you must be pulling my leg. He put his arm around me, and I thought, well, this gets better by the minute. I've got George Clooney, and I've got his arm around me. On Pat's birthday card... It says, Pat, I thought you'd like some flowers. With love, George. And I thought, oh. I thought, well, the flowers aren't going to last forever, but the card will. The visit, 15 minutes that she'll never forget. He was absolutely charming, and he can call again anytime. And George, if you're listening, what would you like for your birthday next year? George Clooney again. (laughs) How cute is that? I love her. You know what's great, too? In the 80s, she still has crushes and feelings, right? She's not dead. It's kind of nice. I you think know? we think people change when right. they, you know they get older, and, and they don't. I mean, don't you look in the mirror sometimes and go, "Oh, do I?" <laughs> I or like I'll get a picture and I'll be like, right. "Whoa!" You know, I don't remember looking like that. You right. know, as you get older, you it's don't. It's hard getting older. I think, think, right? I don't know. I'm a little achy. But don't I don't know I, because in my mind, I don't know about. Don't you feel still young? Except Pretty for much. the achiness, but yeah. you know how you act. Yeah. You act. Well, you know, young. it's really weird. I think when when you're younger, like you know, I mean, I dated like the captain of the football team at CU, and when I lived in LA, you know, I dated a Dodger who was like you know rookie of the year. So I got attention, right? But I didn't really care because it wasn't my. I never was brought up to think that my looks were what I was about. Mm-hmm. 
And so then as I got older, you don't know, people don't look at your mom then, you right. know, and I, I'm not saying that uh, I, I really couldn't care less, you right. know what I mean? But it, you do notice the difference Definitely. in how you're treated. I'll tell you when I know, like if I'm getting my car fixed. Oh, when I was younger, they would just uh, fall over themselves to fix my car. I mean, oh, no, I, and I wouldn't get tickets. Believe me, I get tickets oh, now. Oh, you do? Well, last You're time I got pulled cute. over. Yeah, but yeah, it's no, different. It's totally it's different. Same. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just interesting how the world works. And then how do you instill in your daughters uh, what was instilled in me, having grown up with all boys, that it didn't really matter what you looked like, or they just told me I was ugly anyway. And so I didn't really realize I was attractive till later. And it was so irrelevant to me because I was so into school and academics and um hard work and achieving things through other manners and through other manners. Yeah. That I think that I was blessed in a way that I wasn't dependent on that. It wasn't right. like who I was, but I definitely noticed a difference in like my treatment in certain situations from, you know, when I was younger, for sure. I think, you know, what you're doing is you instill in your kids about their self-esteem, you yeah. know, because that stays with you no matter what. So, and I think if you feel good about who you are in the inside, it won't, matter so much on how people yeah. treat you on the outside you know right. so it's well, really not, about how you feel about you and you're not constantly chasing youth I mean I, I have a lot of friends that are constantly I feel chasing youth and I I totally believe in working out and doing a few mm -hmm. things to make yourself look your best but I think it can become an obsession and you'll never reach that pinnacle of what you think you should look like um, from your bygone years I think it's a real waste of time and if we are complete through Christ we need to accept whatever it is that is happening you know as the mm -hmm. years go on you know it's funny this weekend I went to a birthday party for my nephew and my brother-in-law had dyed his hair he dyed it black and he we were like you should do a more natural color because you could totally tell but and, you know he's really self-conscious and it's funny because my mustache is turning gray but I'm totally embracing it like I want my mustache to turn gray because I want to turn like the silver fox or whatever well, <laughs> well my husband actually started looking his age when he started getting gray it was kind of embarrassing because he is so tall and skinny that he looks super young because not many guys are like 180 or 90 pounds at 6'6 right. six, six in their 40s, you know? So he, people are like, oh, your husband's so young. I'm like, oh, he's not. <laughs> he's just skinny, you know? But now I he did does. notice, though, when, so, when, I, when I started this job about a year ago, I started wearing a tie every day, mm -hmm. and people treat me different when I dress oh, with a tie and a shirt. Then when I was in the restaurant business, I wear like a polo or Wait, jeans. Wait, that's true, Dave. And that's the same thing. I was just talking about how I get, got, uh, you know, treated differently as I age through the years. If you dress up, you'll be treated a different way when you go to stores. Exactly. And Michelle Ron was a secret shopper and she'd go into the same establishment dressed, you know, like in workout clothes and maybe, you know, no makeup. And then the next day go in like in a suit and really nice. And she'd have to compare how she was treated. And she said very definitely she was treated differently. Depending on how you dress. Yeah, that's weird. But also, don't you notice like men... When they do have gray hair, they're, people think they're distinguished. And or smarter. And smarter and good-looking. Women with gray hair, people look at, oh, why are you letting your hair go gray? You should die. You know, it's, it is different for how women age versus how men age, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and how society, right. how society stigmatizes that. that. Yes. that. Yeah, isn't that wild? All right, so well, let's talk about these stories. Uh, so the first one. Well, you know what? I know that I know that, that Michael Palka is going to talk with this uh, us about this one a little bit. So I'm just going to briefly introduce this one, and then I'll more in depth go into the second story about North Hollywood. So around uh, Gustavo Adolphus School is that? Do I have that? It's in Minnesota. Okay. And we'll say yes. uh, yeah, well, uh, and I'll look it up again in okay. a minute here. 
um, you know, because I cover like 100 stories a morning, you sure. know, and so a lot of these I'm uh, remembering off the, off the uh, top of my head. Uh, there were these signs uh, that were talking about hate, basically, and that if you are an American, it is your responsibility uh, to uh, turn in illegals, and it talks about, you know, pretty much it gives the feeling of white superiority. Mm-hmm. They're professionally printed. See, they're yellow and okay. uh, and white. And it says, a notice to all white Americans. And this is what the sign says. Mm-hmm. It is your civic duty to report any and all illegal aliens. It's real tiny here. To U.S. Immigrations and Custom Enforcement. The sign goes on to say, they are criminals. America is a white nation. Well, of course, that's what gets you. That's what really mm-hmm. gets you at the bottom. So this is Gustavus Adolphus College in St. Peter, Minnesota. And this is a, Minnesota is a really nice accepting mm-hmm. area. Beautiful people. They always say things when you're there like, it's Minnesota nice. They have t- t- t-shirts that say Minnesota nice. So people were outraged, mm-hmm. outraged about these signs on campus. Come to find out that a theater group had done it. And uh, the signs were, you know, uh, deemed intolerable and uh, uh, how messed up this is, uh, you know, and uh, they wanted to discuss it on campus, uh, uh, organized to fight this hatred. Uh, But the next day, uh, they got a message that it was, these signs were part of a series of educational invisible theater events taking place this week that were planned by the I Am We Are Theater Troupe. I Am We. I am with our theater group, the diversity leadership team, and the bystander intervention committee. Okay, those are the three weirdest committees I've ever heard in my life. And not an actual hate or bias incident. Really? This is supposed to be like invisible theater? It's like fueling and like hate. Well, was that their goal? They wanted oh, no. this- to fuel a discussion oh, of rage. <laughs> right, I guess. That's stupid. That really stupid. That. Yes. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's stupid. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, we'll talk uh, with that because that's one of the Blaze stories. And, and uh, Michael Pelka breaks and writes a lot of these stories. Uh, another one that really uh, caught they, me. Did they blame Trump on this? <laughs> Was yeah, right. he behind no, it No, but that's somehow. what they say oftentimes. That they do. He's behind this, yes. uh, fueling this exactly. hatred. No, actually that I am, we are, okay. the <laughs> invisible theater group behind is behind it. it. Now, this one really did surprise me. So this story is out of North Hollywood, right by, uh, you know, I worked in Burbank mm-hmm. for 10 years. My sister-in-law lives right in this neighborhood, and my nephew. Matthew had considered going to school in this area, but he's in um, outside of Van Nuys, and uh, his school, 4,000 kids, predominantly Hispanic, and in this North Hollywood school, it says, um, Walter Reed, KABC in Los Angeles, very reputable okay. station. Walter Reed Middle School in North Hollywood is facing layoffs and increased class sizes due to budget cuts. The reason for the budget cuts? Too much of the student body is white. The Los Angeles Unified District provides increased funding for schools so long as that school has a white attendance of only 30% or below. According to the letter from the district to the parents, the school's white population has been above 30%, a little bit above, slightly, for the past couple of years. The rule itself is due to an imposition from a court ruling dating all the way back to 1970 that was originally designed to prohibit segregation in schools. And now... Really, it's reverse segregation. It effectively 
punishes schools for having too many white students. And when did 31% become too many white students in, you know, outside of Los Angeles? And so that basically goes on to explain it in a letter from the District Northeast Superintendent Linda Del Cueto in a letter to parents under a court-ordered integration program that's been in place since the 70s. Uh, schools qualify for smaller class sizes if they have over 70% of kids who are minorities. And when they no longer qualify, positions are cut wow. and class size grow. That's, something's got to wow. be done about that. Well, what's happening is they're not getting the funding. So they said it right there. And I can't even imagine, like you said, what happens if it was the opposite, oh, where you got funding to have more white kids, white kids than and fewer minority kids there'd be public outcry yes but now this is reverse this is saying you've got like 30, right just over 30 percent a white you know uh class uh you know a uh, school uh and now you're going to lose funding and you're going to lose positions and you're going That's to have horrible. to have bigger uh, bigger class sizes whatever happened you know we were talking about this where young kids especially in elementary school don't see color they see they, friends, they right? Don't, Personality. A lot, of, a lot of kids don't see color. Right. And so all of a sudden this into adult, now they make it about color. And don't you think that affects students individually, you know, because you know that's trickling into the school saying, hey, we're leave, we're losing um, teachers because there's too many white kids in here. Can you imagine? You know? Can wow. you imagine? No. All right, this is a total Dr. Joe uh, story. Uh, you'll love this one. And this is just a good news that I'll read you. Because I think there's too many... Too many people are angry, and mm -hmm. they lose their temper so easily. Uh, one instance of a story that I covered in the last couple of days was a 23-year-old who went into Walmart to return some batteries, and they said no. So she got in her car, and they caught her on video screaming and banging the steering wheel, and then she ran into a family, and she must have just bumped them because they were all okay. Then she hit a cart and knocked a 3-year-old down. Wow. The mom got the 3-year-old out of the way. Then they televised the video, of course, on the news, and they found out who it was, and they found out that she was angry, the 23-year-old, because they wouldn't return her batteries. Really, hmm. you almost kill a family and or a child because you, you can't get your 299 back for your wow. you know your batteries you know what we're losing sense of humor that's like, true people aren't laughing or they're taking things so serious you know you probably see it on facebook i saw recently with with a neighbor of mine who went to a store and a guy said something to her and she took it so personally now i wasn't there you know so i don't know but it was just hard for me to imagine you know we're not giving people the benefit of the doubt maybe they said something out of a joke well it's interesting because personally. i uh, it's interesting you say that i was trying to uh, park at costco last night and there was a spot that the guy was unloading his groceries and his cart was in the empty spot so i kind of waited for him to move the cart, and he glared at me and i said I, I i was like oh sorry i go wow he's kind of being a jerk mm -hmm. And then I got out of my car and I said to him, I'm sorry about that. I said there weren't any spaces open nearby. I'm sorry you had to move your cart. Then he was very friendly. He said, oh, no problem. Don't worry about it. And my kids are laughing because the sandwich had fallen on the ground. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you know what? Free dinner. If you kids wanted this on you. And then I burst out laughing. I go, come on, kids. Mommy won't have to make dinner. Pick it up. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. And then the kids walk a little bit further and they go, is he still a jerk? Uh, I said, no, but see how mommy approached him right. and said, I'm sorry. You know, and that I had to make you move your cart because people are tired and they're stressed. Yes. Well, here's the good news story. About time I get to some good news, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so a 94-year-old woman still working at McDonald's after 44 years and eats their food every day. She works at the front counter. She's a cashier at 94. She says she's never going to retire because she loves her customers. Uh, she works in Indiana. 
And uh, she has been working at this McDonald's and several in the area since 1973. She says, Lorraine Maurer, she's 94, she says she served millions of customers. And she's so beloved by her customers that they actually volunteer to drive her to and from work. She has a ride every day to and from work. And the majority of the time, it's through her customers. So they had a big celebration for her 44th anniversary. And she said, don't even think about it, that I'm not retiring because I love what I do. And I love it when people find purpose and that they can bring joy in a simple job like a cashier that many of us may have done as a high school kid that she, in her senior years, gets so much joy out of this uh, because she feels appreciated and loved and has friends and she's not just sitting at home watching Wheel of right. Fortune. Right. And she's getting it. And that's probably making her feel younger. Right. Yeah, and because they like her. Right. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, I want to meet like her. her right? All right. So uh, Michael Pelka with The Blaze will join us next. And then Therapist Lisa will be back. And we are going to talk about the story uh, regarding those racist posters on the campus that were made up by another group. They weren't even like real racist posters. It makes me mad. And then also, I hope we have time. There's a funny balloon story about a guy that um, lifted himself um, up in the air via balloons, and he stayed up in the air for two um, miles. He got in big trouble. He got a $20,000 fine, but he uh, gave 15000 up at a charity. Can you imagine two wow. miles? Balloons lifting your lawn chair? We'll be right back. Good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, this is producer Dave with the good news. You know, Angie's always talking about how much she loves YMCA of the Rockies, but I don't ever get to talk about how much I love YMCA of the Rockies. YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park is located just between Estes and Rocky Mountain National Park. It is the best place. I grew up going there. I went to summer camp when I was a kid. I actually went through the leadership program. I was a camp counselor at YMCA. It is one of the best things. It shaped who I am today. It is really the ideal vacation for everyone. You can do a vacation there. You can have a reunion there. They have weddings. If you want to take your coworkers there, they have conferences. It is the most affordable thing. You don't have to leave the state to go on a really good vacation. If you just want to hang out, you can do that. Or if you want to go on an epic adventure through the mountains, you can also do that. At YMCA The Rockies, they put Christian principles into practice through programs, staff, and facilities in an environment that builds healthy spirit, mind, and body for everyone. It is so affordable. Go to ymcarockies.org for all the information you'll need. Do you feel down and lost in the past? Well, stop wearing the baggage of grief. You can set goals and move forward and stop getting caught in the pain of the past. Sandy Steffes with Spirit Coaching. She's been through it. She lost her daughter in elementary school, and she now has an eight-week plan to get you out of your grief and out of your pain so you can feel joy again. Reach Sandy Steffes at Spirit Coaching, spirit-coaching.net, 720-353-9573. I highly recommend her. She's hope wonderful lady, and I know she can help you. Natalie Corrado of Remax is the realtor that truly does it all. But don't take my word for it. Just listen to some of the reviews from her website, livingdenver.com. Valerie in Highlands Ranch said, Natalie's knowledge and expertise, as well as her professionalism and warm personality, more than exceeded our expectations. My mother stated that we need to clone her. And how about Jen in Parker? What else to say about Natalie Corrado except amazing? She made the home buying process stress-free and easy. 
And just listen to what Courtney and Kylan of Castle Rock said. We couldn't have asked for a smoother transaction. And definitely could not have done it without Natalie as our realtor. If you use Natalie, you're not going to regret it. She is the best. When you have Natalie on your side, you won't be wondering if you made the right choice. It doesn't matter if you are selling your house, buying a new house, or both. Find Natalie Corrado at Remax Realtors at livingdenver.com and she will get the job done. Michael Pelka with the Blaze is joining us, and he and I have decided that we are Freedom caucus out, so we will not be talking about the Freedom Caucus this morning, uh, and that is a welcome change of pace. Welcome, Mike. I'm free of the Freedom Caucus. Yes. Free of the Freedom Caucus. <laughs> I'm going to start with something we normally wouldn't start with. It's uh, something that's going viral. An angry mom wants video of her son's quote-unquote horrifying TSA pat-down to go viral. See why. So explain. Yeah, this is this is disturbing. Jennifer Williamson, who posted this on Facebook Sunday, said she is livid. She is livid. And, you know, a lot of it is because the way these kids react when they're put in these situations. So when you see this kid be forced to go through a TSA invasive pat down on a young boy, you know, being a being a person has enough problems, but being a young person uh, has even more so. And she said, look, we were treated like dogs and they requested uh, to screen him in other ways per the TSA rules. But no, no, they wanted to check through him, check him off in a different way. He didn't set off any alarms. He got through the detector. But, you know, they're going to have to do their little pat downs. So the kid's humiliated. The mom's humiliated. The kid's wondering, what did I do? What did I do? And I just think this is terrible. We okay. need we need some common sense in here. Here's what's upsetting. Um, I think what happens sometimes, and I'm, I, I don't know the specifics of this, but the TSA gets irritated, so they delay you more in order to get back at you. You know what I mean? I'm just saying people in general, like if they feel that you are uh, questioning their authority, if they feel uh, you are inconveniencing them or you're angry like the mother probably was, um, how, how on earth did this take, this whole ordeal, take an hour? She said it took well, well over an hour and they missed their flight. And she believes they deliberately kept them from making their flight. I've never seen someone have to go through a pat down and, in, as you put it, invasive search that took so long that you'd miss a flight. Well, you know, it also there's a, the complication that the young boy suffers from sensory processing disorder, which makes him overly sensitive to sound and touch. So, you know, they they might have been once they realized there was a problem. They might have been taking their own sweet time. Or, as you've said, when you when you grouse a little bit, you know, have you ever said to a police officer, you know, I pay your salary. Right. You know what typically yeah. happens after you do that? Oh, yeah. you're getting he's going to write your ticket in crayon mm-hmm. one giant letter at a time. Mm-hmm. So this might have been a little retribution. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, Mike Opelka with The Blaze joining us. Let's talk, Mike, about uh, how it's not Christian to build a wall, according to Mr. Governor Brown in California. What? What do you mean it's not Christian to build a wall? Well, first of all, how dare you? How dare I what? His name is Governor Moonbeam. We all know that. (laughs) Jerry Jerry Brown, (laughs) who's now... Has he been in politics longer than anybody? Oh, I know. Hello. Yeah, well, you know, because you were out there. But he claims 
he claims that this border wall violates the principles of Christianity, that the Christian thing to do would be to accept those living here illegally as children of God and treated that way. Is that in so, the Bible? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it is. It says borders be damned. It's uh, it's under it's on it's 317. Not, no, it's Jerry 327 because <laughs> that's what he said. It. I am so <laughs> sick and tired of people acting like somehow it's not Christian to follow laws. When on earth did it become not Christian to follow the laws of our country? Yeah, it's it's just when it's convenient. That's right. the answer right. when it's convenient. So uh, Jerry Brown, who just he thinks he can throw that around. I don't know. And I'd like to know, is Jerry Brown a Christian? Oh, does um, he go to church? He, yeah, I'd like to know because, you know, it's it's like, are you allowed to write the rules if you're not even playing the game? That's what I would like to know. Huh. They're children of God, he says. Yeah, well, of course we're all children of God, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to follow the laws of the land. All right, I'm irritated with uh, Governor Brown. All right, so apparently one of uh, Hillary Clinton's cronies thinks Donald Trump should step down and Hillary should become president. What are they on and who is this? Well, uh, what, what are they on? Uh, you think they're going to admit it to us? Right. This, goes, this, this always goes back to... Uh, the, the argument that we saw from several now this is this must be a theme that they're passing around this note because you had uh, what's his name uh, uh, Keith Olbermann mm -hmm. who's screaming that we need to uh, get rid of Trump you also had um, uh, now I'm uh, Rosie O'Donnell yes claiming that we need to make John McCain temporary president and then have a do-over but this is a guy from Hillary's first presidential campaign, Peter Dow, uh -huh. who was he was a big advisor to her. And he's basically saying uh, that uh, the hostile power elected the president. It's a huge political scandal so that uh, we need to we need to do something. Now, he did this in a series of like 25 tweets, but he's going back to the same thing that Keith Olbermann says in the 25th Amendment. There, uh, there are some clauses where people think they could get Trump thrown out. So, you know, you really you just don't understand how crazy these people are until you read the details of what they're saying. Yeah. A hostile the, power helped elect our president. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's Peter Dow saying, you know, because of of the tenacity of patriots, Trump, Russia has quickly become a defining stain on his presidency. Really? And now everyone's, the Twitter universe is fighting back at this guy, calling him a joke, saying, you got to give this up, pal. But they're not giving up. Let's remember, yesterday, Monday, Disney put in the audio animatronic Trump in the Hall of Presidents. Yes. And it would have been in there sooner, but they couldn't get the Hillary one out. She wouldn't leave. Oh, so she, she, oh, stop yourself. And it's funny because Dow says uh, the only fair and just resolution is to have popular vote winner Hillary Clinton take office or hold a new election. How do these people even get publicity? Let's move on. Let's not give them any more, shall we? Should we move on okay. from him? Okay. Carry um, on. Racist posters um, spotted at college. And uh, it says outrage erupts over intolerable hatred. Then the truth emerges. OK, if this is another one of those deals where the left makes up stuff and pretends it's the right and then we find out it's really the left. Does that make sense? Like people that say, oh, I, there was a hate crime and uh, this these two, three Republicans, you know, beat me up. And then you find out that they beat themselves up or whatever. Remember the girl in New York that actually cut herself? Yeah, yeah. she cut okay. herself. Yeah. 
Well, What's this, this about? This about a Minnesota college campus, Gustavus Adolphus College near near St. Peter, Minnesota, yeah, yeah. had signs up that said, a notice to all white Americans, it's your civic duty to report any and all illegal aliens to the Customs and Immigration Enforcement. They are criminals. America's a white nation. Well, the oh, signs boy. got all ripped down and people got all crazy and were saying, what the heck is going on? Well... Well, uh -oh. Uh -oh. the school said the signs were part of, quote, a series of educational invisible theater events taking what? place this week. Yes. What? This, invisible this theater was, events? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody trying to stimulate discussion. Uh, <laughs> that is horrible because they're stimulating hatred and anger and rage. And also stereotyping conservatives and white people saying that we're all basically crazy white people. And, and this is, uh, they called it an experiment. And a lot of people are saying it's not an experiment. It's inhumane. Uh, so, uh, the, the diversity leadership council said that its members posted these signs for this experiment to quote, help educate our peers and the campus community about the uh. issues of bias. And it says, this invisible theater, these events taking place this week that have been planned by I Am We Are Theater Troop. Wait, it gets better. The Diversity Leadership Team and the Bystander Intervention Committee. And they're not an actual hate incident. Those are the three groups, the I Am We Are Theater, Diversity Leadership Team, and the Bystander Intervention Committee. Who comes up with these things? And like, who, what, what? The Bystander Intervention Committee. What is that? Yeah, what are we going to call our committee? Oh, well, we're the Bystander Intervention Committee. Does that spell anything? V-I-C. Yeah, we're like pens Bink. and shavers. Oh, gosh. Okay, you said I could talk about anything heavily armed. So there's a heavily armed group, and it has something to do with intimidating reporter. Give us the lowdown. Yeah, well, a lot of people are going to be upset when they read about heavily armed liberals, okay? You know, this is one of those things that people say, why do you want the liberals armed? Well, first of all, I do. But this is a heavily armed left-wing group that tries to intimidate a liberal reporter. You got it? Are you with me now? Yes, yes. This is the, um, this is reporter Stephen Lemon spotted about 30 or 40 anarchists with their little brown berets. Mm -hmm. And uh, they call themselves the Phoenix John Brown Gun Club. And they were crossing the street by the state capitol, uh, as he says, armed to the, to the proverbial teeth. And they are. And, yeah, oh, they are. They've got uh, long guns and yeah. they're holding them up there. And he says he, he said he initially thought, hey, lefties with guns. That's cool. Well, he started taking pictures of them. And a woman approached and said the group would not be granting interviews. Uh, they gave him a flyer that talked about the Redneck Revolt, which aimed to put the red back in Redneck. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm confused by the whole thing. So this is a group of people. I mean, heavily armed. It looks like they have machine guns the way that it looks, and uh, and they're wearing red bandanas, and they're trying to put the red back in Redneck. And they're not a lefty group. And the reporter is Stephen Lemons, and it was about forty anarchists. Is that right? Yeah, but that anarchy qualifies as as far left wing, I okay. think, doesn't it? 
Yeah, because uh, they they don't want any any laws. Okay. You know the the far right wants heavy laws. The anarchists want no laws. They just want well anarchy. You know what they but, want? They want attention. For the, by the way that they look to me, they want attention. All right, check out Michael Pelko at the Blaze, theblaze.com. All right, therapist Lisa, don't you love that Michael Pelko from the Blaze? He, I get a kick out of him. And I have to tell you the story about the pat down. I went and watched the video right. uh, when I knew we were going to do this story, and I'm not. I wish I saw the beginning. What I think happened was the mom got so upset that they did bring the cops in to flank the kid. He has some sensory issues. He seemed to handle the pat down pretty well. It did take a while. She said they missed their plane because TSA kept them for an hour. TSA says we kept them for 45 minutes and they followed protocol. My feeling is when you get more bees with honey. I'm not saying the mom didn't have a right to get upset if that those were her true feelings. However, I do believe believe as human beings when we feel that someone is angry and we think we're just trying to do our jobs Mm -hmm. that we might delay them because we're angry and so we're going to cause them extra inconvenience you're you're nodding Dave yeah no I completely agree with that however I think 45 minutes to an hour is way too long to be held up by TSA and she has every right to be upset but being upset at them is only going to make them react harshly back right to her yeah and that's a hard thing I tell my mom that a lot you know because when I get the pat down from TSA I say to the lady wow a free massage and <laughs> you're keeping our country safe. You know, like I try to like make light of right. it. Now, if they were doing it to my daughter and I felt it was invasive, but when I watched the little boy, it is a pat down like I've gotten before. They do check the back of your waist and, mm-hmm. you know, other things. So they they shouldn't have missed their plane as she said they did. That, I think, was uncalled yeah, yeah. for. It should not take that long. But maybe because she was so angry and upset, there had, I don't know. I wish I could have heard more of her. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, exactly. And you don't really see her or hear no, her very much. You just yeah. see the pat down, which yep. to me looks like a protocol pat down. Yeah, it is you know? weird. Well, I think just exactly what you said, both of you, a parent or whoever has a right to be upset. It's how you handle being upset, you right. know. Right. So just like you, you know, if you could express it calmly and, you know, in a concerning manner rather than attacking them. We don't know because you said you, right. you, yeah, you didn't Right, yeah, we don't hear. know. But um, she wanted it to go viral. It's been shared over and over and over again. A lot of people don't like these pat downs. I feel like if you're keeping me safe and you're doing everything necessary to do so, I'm okay with it. And we talked about this last time. I am and I'm not like I am. I have no problem. And I'll go on the on on the rope saying this, but I have no problem profiling. I don't necessarily feel a three-year-old with a family, like you look at the totality of the whole picture. Yeah, this kid looked know, about 12. You know, so... It, it, but you're saying in general. In general, yes. I'm thinking, you know, if they're taking their time patting down him, who are they missing? Well, and I've said before, if, um, I, if in our country right now there was a problem with blonde Christian soccer moms... Correct. Correct. Uh, you know, uh, carrying around machine guns and yes. killing people or beheading people or committing hate crimes. And then I got pulled over or I got pulled aside when I went onto a plane. I actually would understand that. Correct. I know a lot of people get upset with profiling yeah. and I don't know that I've been profiled. So I'm sure I'm not as empathetic as I should be. But if there were a lot of women who looked like me committing crimes, I would expect I them to pull me aside. 100%. And when I got pulled aside at Disney World two days in a row to be checked, I did make a joke about, wow, you got a lot of blonde soccer moms committing crimes at Disney World. Well, that's and a he said it's slope, random. That's oh, a, I know. You're not supposed to profile. Well, because as soon as you start not 
like uh, like let's say old ladies and babies aren't the people who are doing these things. Yeah, that's exactly when the bad guys are going to use old ladies and babies to get through. But did I, you see like the video just recently? By the way, the boy was about yeah. six or seven, and his uncle had put a suicide bomb on him, and it showed uh, uh, you know military yeah, yeah. guys removing the suicide bomb from the kid. It made me physically ill. I wanted to vomit. But you're right. They that there's a certain group of people will go to any length to 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 terrorize others. That's why I'm saying you should look at the families. But let's be honest, Israel profiles and it's pretty safe to fly out of Israel, right? So they actually do do that. So I, I think it's, they don't mess around. And they don't mess around. But. I think you take the whole the whole picture. So if you see this whole family and stuff, and like you said, right now, soccer moms aren't bombing. Let's be honest. Okay, fine. As soon as they do, let's profile them too. So it's just more who are the who are the terrorists? What do the terrorists look like? Is that a right thing? No, but. I, just like you, Angie, whatever keeps my country safe and myself safe, I'm all for it. And, Dave, know? maybe you do still do your random checks. Correct. But then do you sure. also profile when you see someone I mean, that you, you feel, have. you know? Yeah. Well, we, we were talking about it earlier about how you get treated different by how you look and dress. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that happens to us as well, depending yeah. on where we go. And maybe not to the same degree. Maybe we're not as empathetic as we should be. I know that Muhammad Ali's son has complained recently. Wasn't that right? His son twice uh, said he was profiled and, you know, pulled aside, et cetera. All right. Well, so here to lighten things yes, up, though, yes. I was really hoping you and Mike were going to talk about about this. So next Monday is opening day for Major League Baseball. The very oh. first game is the Washington Nationals. Donald Trump is going to throw the first pitch out oh, because cool. it's like a, it's like this thing. I'm curious. I want to I want to know how many people think he's going to throw a strike or if he's going to make it to the plate or if he hired Sandy Kovacs to teach him how to do it. Isn't it pretty hard to get it to the plate? Like well. I mean, it's no, it's not I mean, no. it's not hard, but it does take practice and I just I cuz it's funny because either he's going to completely blow it. I want to know if his tiny hands are going to be able to hold the ball. <laughs> oh. And also I want to know if cuz if he throws like a heater right down the middle like yeah. I think that would be kind of cool. I mean, cuz Obama whenever he did it, it kind of just lobbed it over and it yeah. was like in the strike zone. And Obama wore mom jeans. But so remember we'll when Trump like Fiddy Cent did it last year? He like threw it into the stands and then um Chrissy Teigen like it like totally missed the ball and it like went wow, into the you're dugout like the or whatever. Aficionado of all pitchers. I love I love the first pitch because sometimes they just blow it so hard. It's so funny. I would. Mine would. Mine would yeah. probably dribble to I don't huh. know. But I know of some of those guys like hire professional coaches. And, and Donald Trump seems like the type of guy he's so yes. competitive. He might hire somebody yes. to he, show him how to is, do it. He might be known for tiny hands, but he isn't known for a tiny ego. So no, he that's might true. pay big money to <laughs> But like, I, what I could assure no matter how his pitch is it's going to be picked upon, right? It will be huge. Yeah. It will be huge, huge. Yeah. All right. Uh, we respect you, President. We do respect you and your office. And uh, we're giving you a chance. I think a lot of people just aren't giving the president a chance. So hopefully they will with the first pitch. All right. We'll be right back with the good news. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. I want to tell you about Caitlin. She's seven and she lost her mom to cancer. And we have Adam Katz on the line. And Adam has an idea of how we could help her. For $65, we can sponsor Caitlin for a session of equine therapy. And now Caitlin lost her mom, Adam. And with the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation, you help kids like Caitlin. Tell us how it's helping her. She loves the equine therapy. You know, she always comes into the ranch very quiet. But as soon as she sees her horse, she just lights up. And for that hour, she has no care 
players in the world. Such I love a it. Beautiful thing to see. So for just $65, uh, we can sponsor Caitlin for one of these sessions where she gets to ride a horse and uh, work through her loss. Again, at just seven years old, she lost her mom to uh, breast cancer. The Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation helps these kids be kids. Adam Katz is my friend. I highly recommend this charity. And if you'd like to sponsor Caitlin, give Adam a call. 720-530-9482. 720-530-9482. And that is DoreenKatzMemorial.org. Thank you. Adam. Thank you, Angie. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe, and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise. But not a lot of it, just 6 to 12 minutes a day. And so whether I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s, on these workouts on Saturday at 8.30, man, we have a great time. And it literally is a 12-minute workout. It's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yeah, so come to North Glen. Saturdays it's free. How do they reach you, Dr. Joe? Call my cell phone, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. Welcome back to The Good News. Dr. Joe Arve, a friend of The Good News, a big supporter of The Good News. If you like The Good News, then you'll like Dr. Joe. He does so many things for our community, uh, many of them for free, just because he has such a passion for getting people healthy. All right, Dr. Joe, what do you have coming up, Dr. Joe Arve? You know, we're really excited. We just finished an amazing uh, dinner talk last night where we really help people see their way to better health, and uh, it was amazing. And so our next event coming up will be on Saturday, April 22nd at 10 a.m. in our office, and it's all about spring cleaning, how to detox your life, how to detox your gut as far as uh, irritable bowel, unhappy tummy stuff, how to detox your brain as far as you're not sleeping or you have mental fog, how to detox your heart. A lot of things we do have a serious effect on our heart and cause heart disease, how to detox our thyroid and our hormones and everything else, how to detox, lose weight, how to detox your home so that your kids don't get sick. So we're entirely called Spring Cleaning. It's at 10 a.m. on Saturday, April 22nd. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see everybody there. Saturday, April 22nd. Uh, So give us just kind of the lowdown of what you teach us, because I've been to many of your events where you talk about um, 
health, but, uh, you know, what to eat, which I, I you know, kind of got down. In fact, I got off sugar through your advice. You said when I crave sugar or when we crave sugar in general, we're craving um, healthy fat um, and protein. So I do apples and organic almond butter. Uh, but you, so generally we learn a little bit about, you know, a diet, but you also taught a lot the last time I went about some of the things that we put into our body that we're not aware of, those ingredients we can't pronounce, the additives, you know, fast food, um, not only is it bad for you, but it's wrapped in papers that have chemicals that are tra- supposed to keep the grease from running onto your pants that you really don't want those chemicals in your body. And you bro- like broke down what was in a strawberry milkshake from one of the fast food places and there wasn't any milk and there weren't any strawberries, which totally grossed me out. So anyway, are you gonna, what are you going to teach us? Well, basically, the problem with today is people would say, well, no, I'm not going to the hospital, I'm not in crisis, but I'm really not healthy either, really not well either. And so basically we see that, that in, there's an increase in, in poor, I'm just going to call it poor gut health, okay. where people don't know if what they ate today is going to make them run to the bathroom tomorrow, you know. And there's poor, as far as brain health, as far as our focus, our ability to concentrate, whether it's ADHD in children or, or just poor sleep, brain fog, uh, even Alzheimer's in adults, uh, heart disease is on the rise, you know, thyroid issues, hormone issues, weight loss resistance, and it has a lot to do with where we live, our environment, what we put into our bodies, what we, actually what we put into our minds on a daily basis that really sabotages or stops our body's ability from making health and processing like it's supposed to, and it literally shuts it down to where you can't lose weight, you can't think, your joints begin to hurt, and, and you just kind of begin to learn, well, this is what it means to get older, and you kind of accept it as the new reality, but it's not. And so when people hear the word, well, I need to do a detox, some people think, well, I just need to take a few pills and blow out my colon, and that's the detox. That's not a detox. Uh-huh. It's literally transforming your body on a cellular level and getting the junk out so that you can set your brain free, set your body free to lose weight, balance your hormones, make your thyroid happy, make your brain happy, and make your tummy happy, and literally then learn how to live so that we don't poison ourselves back to the situation right now. That's why we call it spring cleaning, cleaning everything up, what is a real detox, and then how can you create a detox lifestyle so that every day, every week, you're not putting junk back in, and you're keeping yourself clean so you look and feel your best. All right, give us the, the info to contact you. Again, it's going to be April 22nd at 10 a.m. Um, and if you want to contact me, go to our Facebook page. It's called Spine Geek, Spine Geek, Spine Geek Facebook page, and just message me and say, hey, I want to come to that talk. Also, what I've been doing, Angie, if you've seen this, is every morning I do a two-minute pep talk, if you will, about I've how... I've seeing those. Yes. And people are loving those. And so for free, you can get me for two minutes every morning. Yep. I encourage you to have a good day. But also, we'll, have, we'll post information on that talk. But just message me on Facebook, on Spine Geek, and we'll get you plugged in. Yeah, and you put something positive in your mind every day. So watch those two-minute talks. All right, Dr. Joe, thank you so much. And thanks for listening to The Good News. Bless Angie. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.